Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, discuss the Silver Age comic Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, with my teenage daughter, Ella Plum Rowland. And together we discuss and analyze and goof around. Yep. That sound about right? Yep. Okay. That was short. Yep. That wasn't as much as the uncomfortable ones that I usually that I usually uh, work around. You're not wrong. No, no, I'm not wrong. Uh, how are you? I'm okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, would like to thank Will Hines. Thank you for becoming for uh, you know being a guest that we have not had in quite a while. I mean, we get we had Zayu, uh, but she's he's a guest that uh, we didn't know. Yep. We did not know who he was before. I mean, I knew who he was. You did not. Uh, no. But um, he also had a lot to say, which was really good. I knew that he would. Yeah. Uh, so, but this week, uh, we are discussing issue number 81. And rather than do a lot of uh, flabbergasting, flabbergasting, is that about right? Sure. Sure. Instead of uh, bloviating or otherwise getting around the subject, talking around the subject instead of getting right to it. We'll just get right to it. And so we are discussing issue number 81. Mm-hmm. And this is for December of 1964. And Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, on the front cover, we see uh, Lana Lang. Uh, we see Jimmy Olsen, but we also see Lana Lang, who... Is in a lovely magenta ensemble with matching shoes and right. a headband. Right. Purple is one of the purple and/or magenta is one of the acceptable colors in comic books that have that match red red hair. Yep. Um, Green is also mostly okay. Right. Right. And it's and it's for the same reason that the Hulk always wears purple pants. Yep. Whenever you see the the Hulk wearing purple pants, it's because. It's the green and purple combination match really well. Although I did actually see one issue, one story where the Hulk was fighting the Submariner okay. underwater and he had on blue pants. No, too weird. I know it seemed weird. Too but weird. There he was. There it was. The incorrect, Hulk. Char- indir- incorrect character design. It did look odd, but... So, uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, we have uh, Jimmy Olsen and Lana Lang and Superman looking like a cross between a demon and a genie. And an elf. And an elf. He looks vaguely like an elf, I'm not gonna lie. He has pointed ears, he has... Claws? Uh, long, like, fingernaily claws, and from the waist down, he's just missed. Yep. And they are in some kind of ancient ruin. And they're all coming out of this one weird-looking box. And the weird-looking Superman says, Come, evil friends, and plague all mankind! First, I'll destroy my ha-ha friends, Jimmy Olsen and Lana Lang! And Jimmy is saying, We're doomed! These diabolical creatures I freed from Pandora's box have turned Superman into a super demon! Featuring the demons from Pandora's box. Pandora's box. There's a bunch of real weird-looking dudes jumping out of there. Right. One of them's like a, like a pan or a satyr, a half goat boy. Another one is a... Goat boy. It's like a... 
is like a is like the groovy ghoulies. There's a little like unicorn blobfish looking dude at the very bottom. At the very bottom, just like peeking out with like a little horn, like a little like narwhal or unicorn horn. So there is no inside cover, so we will just get to the first story. Would you like to read the first? Would you like to read the intro? Sure. Okay. Coming to the microphone, getting her drink on, as the kids say, sticking out her tongue at her father, yawning a little bit because she's a very because she's a teenager, and as we all know, teenagers are always tired because their life is so hard. Jimmy Olsen, the red-headed young reporter, has often saved the Man of Steel from great perils. But see what happens when Superman gets into the toughest spot of all. And Jimmy, instead of helping him, make things even worse for his friend. If you like nerve-tingling suspense and a surprise ending, you'll be thrilled by the amazing tale about the Ransom of Superman. Why you gotta mock me? I'm not mocking you. You're mocking me. I'm not mocking you. Oh, teenagers' wives are so hard. Excuse you, they're not easy. Not saying that they are necessarily. I'm not. Okay, I am. Yeah, you are. But, you know, when you've lived as long as I've lived. (laughs) Don't even. I'm going to stop talking because uh, when you talk to a teen and you try to bring up the idea that their life isn't as hard as yours. There's uh, there's always a, come on, pops, don't be such a square. However, when teens point out that technology and, light and ways of life have changed since their parents were children, and therefore many different new obstacles have come into play, we get disregarded. Let's stop discussing this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because I feel as though somehow it gets us off track. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, so... In this first panel, we see Superman entrapped in some kind of force bubble with some other kind of weird device. And we see Jimmy Olsen with members of his fan club. How do we know they're members of his fan club? Because they're all wearing bow ties. The uh, weird alien looking thing says, attention, Earthlings, we have trapped Superman in the Ovoid Forceline. That's a weird name for anything. Unless a ransom of 1,000 pounds of kryptonite is gathered and placed beneath his suspended form, the Man of Steel will be imprisoned there forever. That's my, uh, that's my alien ransom guy voice. Sure. (laughs) And, uh. Then one of the kids said, We, members of your fan club, sure know you'll save Superman cleverly, Jimmy. So why are you standing there with your jaw hanging open stupidly? Do something! Well, thanks for calling him out, kid. Jimmy saying, Like what? For once, I'm stumped! Okay, so, as... Would you like to say what you said when you initially read this issue and read that phrase? Oh, right, 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 right. Jimmy has been stumped more than once. Up until this point, uh, Jimmy has, there's definitely been times where he is not the brilliant problem solver that they make him out to be in this issue. Okay, well, I think that they're not necessarily referring to the quality of ideas, because Jimmy almost always has, like, something kicking around in his brain. It's never good, but it's there. I guess, but, you know, I just don't think that uh, he gets... But, like, even when he presents his bad ideas, he gets stumped. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is, if the for once is a... Uh, this might just be one of those personal bias things where he only remembers the times that he actually does come up with a good idea. Perhaps. 
so that now that he doesn't have any ideas, not even a bad idea, he's like, huh, this could never, this has never happened before. Yeah, it's very possible. All right, so it starts at Jimmy Olsen is hanging out at his fan club, and he is giving his his bud, his uh, his 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 adoring fans a semi, a couple of demonstrations of science. First, science time. He shows the repulsion effects of magnets uh, causes the metal globe to float, seemingly in defiance of gravity. What an amazing marvel of science! And so then Jimmy says. <laughs> You haven't seen anything yet. Throw that switch, please. So five million volts of static electricity will rip through me. That's a lot. How do you generate that much static electricity? That's what I want to know. Lightning. Static electricity. So, like, you know how many times you have to rub your feet against a carpet? You take... Do you know how many balloons you need to generate that much static electricity? You take a small army of, like, metal foot-shaped things, and you put woolen socks on all of them, and then you have shag carpeting, and then you just have a thing that makes them go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and collect the, the electricity, and then you flip the switch and it goes, zoom! I don't think they had shag carpeting in 1964. I don't know. And if they did, I don't think that that Jimmy Olsen's uh I didn't exist clubhouse. in 1964. Well, I didn't exist in 1964 <laughs> either, but you know, and I think that even if there was a shag carpeting, I don't think that they would put shag carpeting in uh Jimmy Olsen's fan club's clubhouse. I don't know, since when have you known teenage boys in general to make good aesthetic decisions? Well, shag carpeting has never has never been their thing. Anyway, so Everybody's like, but that'll kill you, right? Come on, what are you doing? And he's like, no, go ahead, throw the switch. So they throw the switch, and then Jimmy is electrocuted and dies. So it's what actually happens, because I have a question. Yes, you there? No, read what actually happens. So what happens is they throw the switch, 5 million, five million volts static electricity runs through his body, and instead of dying, he says the static electricity is flowing through him and making his hair stand on end, and yet he sits there, grinning! Does that mean he's gained superpowers somehow and demonstrating his invulnerability? And he's like, nope! And I guess... So I have a question. Yes, you there? Is this actual science? I am going to have to say yes. Because I think I've heard of stuff like this. But then again... From, like, when they were first messing with electricity. But then again, I think about this. So, uh, apparently, the, what they... The, the theory is, if you throw a supercharge of electricity through someone, it will leave their body unharmed. But I think about all the people who've been struck by lightning... Those aren't, like, you do get, like, burns from that. Right. And you will die. People live. Right. But people die. People get struck by lightning. It could go either way. People get struck by lightning, which is, theoretically, this supercharge, and then they die. Or have brain damage. Or are thrown considerably far away from where they are. Like, like sometimes they're okay, but a lot of the time they're not. Right. So whatever science this may be based on is either exaggerated or shaky. Right. Because, like, I... And I thought about it, and, like, not everyone goes unconscious when they get struck by lightning. That's true. I mean, it's not pleasant, but it won't necessarily knock you out. And um, to everyone right now who is currently screaming at their uh, podcast device saying, you idiots, or it does do that, or it doesn't do that, or whatever. It's um, been a while since I've read about this. 
Um, just know that we're not experts. Pro- that after this show, Ella Plum and I will look this up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to figure out if this is an actual thing. So, uh, and then they show he gives them a bolo meter, which I always saw at the Spencer's gifts. I've never actually been inside of a Spencer's gift. Which is this, like, oh, well, they don't have it anymore. Now, you know. I've seen it. Now, not, but not at Spencer's gifts. No, I mean, like, I've seen a Spencer's gifts before. I thought you meant those. No, I, I've never seen one of those before. A lot of science centers will sell it. And it looks kind of like a light bulb. And you shine a light through it. And then one, uh, it's basically four things around a pin. And the heat from the lamp charges everything and then it moves it keeps the square spinning and uh they think it's the closest thing to perpetual motion that science has devised so as they're hanging out uh superman happens to be flying by and they wave to superman and then suddenly and without warning he is surrounded by a force prison Hmm. that he cannot break out of what a curious coincidence that this happens exactly as he passes over jimmy olsen and his fan club right uh do you think it's one of the members of the fan club no uh, he gets hit in by the Force Oval. I think that's such a... But um, all of the names for this thing are dumb. Right. It says, Attention, Earthlings, we've trapped Superman in the Ovoid Forceoline. I'm just calling it the Forceoline, because I think that's what it is. Or Force O-Line. Or Force Oliny. I don't know. I think Forceoline. Unless a ram to them of 1,000 pounds of krypton is gathered and placed beneath his suspended form, the man of spill will be imprisoned there forever. And so basically... Is that a threat? That's a threat. Right. And he says, okay, uh, just know that if the Superman robots show up or the Superman emergency squad shows up or... And it's like, we'll destroy them, Superman, Superman's Fortress of Solitude, and the city of Kandor. How'd they get access to all that stuff? I don't don't know. Who knows? Who knew that he actually had that stuff? I don't know. And then... Uh, he says, well, what about Crypto or Supergirl? And uh, apparently Crypto and Supergirl are both on missions away from Earth. Crypto's a good boy. He is. Uh, and then so, and, but, you know, they don't mention anything about the super horse, Streaky the super cat, the or monkey. Beppo the super monkey. They're still available. But are they? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they could be in the Fortress of Solitude. No. No? No. I think uh, I think uh, Comet is in the Stable of Solitude. And Beppo, You're making this up. Beppo is in the Tree of Solitude. You're making this and up. And Streaky is on the the, f- the Fluffy Pillows of Solitude. You're definitely making this up. <laughs> no, no, that's where... I the, could believe the first one, maybe. The Cat Beds of Solitude? No, the Stable of Solitude, Dad. Where he will occasionally get up and use the Scratching Post of Solitude? Stop. Oh, wait. No, no. It's the cat condo of solitude. That's Dad. what it is. What? Dad. He could totally, that could totally be him. So they're like, hey, don't just stand there, Jimmy. Go for help. Tell the army to get me out of here. Oh, dude, call the war department or the, the army, the navy, the air force, the marines, the coast guard, Something. the merchant marine. Help me. Help me! I'm trapped! Call the Navy SEALs! Help! Call the Navy SEALs! Call the President! Call the CIA! The MI5! Call the UN! Uh, Call the RAF! RAF! The Royal Air Force! Call the Swiss Guard! I think we get it. Help! 
So um, all the king's horses and all the king's men show up. Couldn't get Superman out of this darn egg. And what do they do? They just start shooting at him. Yep. <laughs> they don't try to... I mean, it's not going to harm Superman. Um, so, but, so they basically, they're like firing at it with, with cannons and doing all kinds of stuff. Finally, they actually launch a nuclear bomb at it. Question. Yes, you there? This isn't a densely populated area, is it not? I certainly hope it isn't. Because <laughs> this otherwise... happened just outside of the Superman pal Jimmy Olsen clubhouse. Right. And that's in Metropolis. Yes. And Metropolis is a densely populated area. Yes. So they fired a nuclear warhead. Yes. At a densely populated area. Yes. So they're okay with killing and or poisoning an entire metropolitan city's worth of their own citizens. Apparently they are. But maybe they blew him out to sea or something. No, because the bubble never moves. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just a little bomb. No. So... The army says, we're stumped. That would still have terrible effects for radioactive poison. I would guess. You're not wrong. So, you know, meanwhile, while Metropolis is being destroyed by nuclear fallout. Oh, my God. They all throw up their arms and they're like, what's going on? And uh, Jimmy's like, all right, well, we I guess we have to pay the ransom. And everybody's like, no, that we can't. No, what? No. He's like, call me crazy. But I've got faith that Superman will manage to survive no matter how impossible against how possible the odds are against him. So then Jimmy flies up to Superman and says, we're going to pay the ransom. Where'd you put the kryptonite? Where'd you put all the kryptonite? Because I know you have it. So what happens is, and then he says, um, since this is super confidential, maybe eavesdropping devices. Oh, so uh, he decides that we would start top- talking in Kryptonian. When did Jimmy learn Kryptonian? Uh, he he has. It's been shown that he's learned it a number of different times. When I don't remember. Uh, there was another time when they're like, remember that box that turned him into a cat head? That turned turned Lois turned Lois into a cat head and yeah. Superman into well I don't, I don't oh remember. yeah he could read the inscription. It on was it. a Kryptonian box and he was able to read the the so he knows some Kryptonian, and so. Um, but, they like, decide. enough to hold a conversation? Apparently. Because I've been in French for pretty much three years now, and I can barely hold a basic conversation. I think that they've, had, they've conversed in, uh, in Kryptonian uh, on a number of occasions. Why not? Hey, Hawkman taught the Justice Society how to talk to birds. And Green Arrow taught the Justice Society <laughs> how, how to, to talk, talk to, to arrows. arrows. And Green Lantern <laughs> taught them how to, t- to lo- talk to lamps. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> I take credit for that joke. So um, Superman then talks to him and says, in Kryptonian, now my Kryptonian accent isn't what it used to be. Oh my god. So what? What? You're going to read the Kryptonian. Of course. Oh god. Lezorka, Walano, Rigoris, Ermac, Trob, Ura, Elpmi, Irrit, Carb. Carb. And then, and then, uh, Jimmy responds with, Ubal, Tobri, Zyklon, Yab, Zissus, Opai, Yit. And then, then, as he's talking to Superman, he's also contacting Lori, Lori Lamaris via her telepathy. 
Because it, I guess she's monitoring the telepathic signals of everyone at all times. It might specifically be a Superman and Superman-related person. It's possible. Because that would make some form of sense. So he's like, I hope you're reading my mind now. Superman often tossed kryptonite meteors into, into the ocean. And he's like, I need those meteors. So the Atlanteans show up with a ton of kryptonite. So basically, Super uh, Jimmy starts getting every piece of kryptonite he can. Including ones from outer space. He gets people, he gets kryptonite from under the sea, under the sea where life is better, down where it's wetter. They're in volcanoes, they're in quicksand, they're... In space. In space. He, he enlists the aid of the super of the Superman robots. They go to the kryptonite meteor belt. They get, basically, they get 50 tons of kryptonite. And they get it all together and they put it in one place. Wait, doesn't that mean Jimmy literally put more kryptonite on the planet than there was already? Which means that Superman will have more issues with kryptonite in the future, theoretically? Well, theoretically, also, you know... I think he's he has enough trouble. He basically um, why he's not dying right now. Uh, we don't know. The dumb egg field. I guess so. Um, so the, he they have assembled instead of one thousand pounds, fifty tons, which is more than they what is needed that? Like to. Like a hundred times more than what. Yeah. Than what they asked for. And Are you and, sure they didn't ask for how much? Did, can you go back? I can. Uh, one thousand, yeah. One thousand pounds. <laughs> so instead of a thousand pounds, they've they've uh, got a hundred thousand pounds, and they really didn't have to go that far overboard. But I guess they did. So what happened was, uh, so a- after the 50, 50 tons have been assembled, the aliens say, "Well done, Earthling fools, and now we shall keep our word and release Superman from captivity." And to his death, <laughs> Harry White's like, oh, the ovoid forceline is vanishing. Superman is down with a stricken expression. So he falls beside the kryptonite. And uh, and as you would expect, uh, he is dying. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, man, Jimmy sold him out. Oh, oof. F, ooh, ah! And then the aliens land, and they go, Oh, the mighty Superman is dead! Ha <laughs> ha! Now we can loot the universe without his interference, thanks to our brilliant scheme and the stupidity of Olsen! And Perry White's there in disbelief, but suddenly, Superman gets up and says, Here's a light tap from me! From me to you, my would-be killers! Huge! He's alive and unharmed! Impossible! So then uh, Superman cleans house. I keep doing that. So then Superman's cleans house, and he's like, how can this be? We know that it's not fake kryptonite. Our instruments prove that. So in the same way that 5 million volts of static electricity did not kill Jimmy Olsen, putting Superman next to 50 tons of kryptonite did not have any effect on him. That is a dangerous gamble to make. It was, considering that kryptonite may not have any of the properties of electricity whatsoever. None of them. But, you know, you know how if you just totally load yourself up with cobra venom, you know how if you totally load yourself up with, like, you know... A, a sixteen ga- a, a sixteen ounce jug of cobra venom. How you don't die? 
or well, you, how you, when you shoot yourself with 300 bullets, okay, the, you don't die. Because I was about to be like, you can be, like, you can, like, you know how, immu- uh, what's the word, 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 like the thing that the, the dude does in the, 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 the princess bride with the, with the powder where he just, like, takes a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and yes. a little bit more. On and on and on until he's, like, immune to the stuff. Right. Theoretically, you could do that with Cobra Venom. Perhaps, but 16-ounce jug. You know how... That's too much. You know how if you just jump into the middle of a reactor, of a nuclear reactor, you're you fine? You get superpowers. You're, you're fine? That's how superpowers work, Dad. Um, you know how... That's how the Hulk exists. Do you know how when a plane lands on your head, you're not really hurt? I mean, you can't feel anything anymore. You know, so basically using that theory, that broad, not necessarily true theory, it has now been established that if Superman stands next to 50 tons of kryptonite, he's fine. Yep. Now, if anybody were to break off a small piece of that kryptonite... And just wave it at him. Now they're just like, okay, well, what do we do with this 50 tons of kryptonite now? (laughs) Nobody knows. They don't say what happened to that. You bury it. So... And then Superman goes, I'll deliver these alien criminals to a space prison. And I'll dispose of the kryptonite. That's my secret. I guess he's going to throw it into a sun or something. <laughs> Watch him throw it into the ocean again. And then, so everybody then is like, hey, yay! Uh, everybody loves Jimmy! The end. And now we have... Metamorpho! Metamorpho, I guess, is now getting his own... Is now being featured in The Brave and the Bold. Metamorpho, the element land. Uh, able to will the chemicals of his body into any shape or form. The bravest, the boldest, and most bizarre hero of all time. See him come to life in the latest issue of The Brave and the Bold. I liked that show. So do I. Which one? The Batman, the Brave, and the Bold. Yes, that's actually true. I do love... Yeah, that was a great show. It had some quality stuff happening. There was the Music Meister. He's great. He's probably one of my favorite villains on Earth. Because he just wants to sing. Yes. Um, Then we have uh, Jimmy Olsen's Pen Pals, uh, which has one guy who's writing as Ringo Starr speaking on behalf of all of us Beatles. And, Where? uh... What? Oh. Oh, right. And then there's this great letter where he says, Okay, in Jimmy Olsen number 79, scored two out of three. The best story was Jimmy's forgotten girlfriend. And it showed Lucy Lane and blah, blah, blah. But the red-headed beetle of 1000 BC was sickening. Isn't Jimmy supposed to be over 21? He acts like a three-year-old with that beetle wig. If I knew anyone 21 or older who liked the Beatles, I'd say he was nuts. Okay, so with this, I want to point something out. Uh, yes, please. At the time of the Beatles, they were regarded in the same way that One Direction is regarded. Yes. So it was really more of a kid's thing well, sure. or a teenager's but thing and no, a teenage girl thing at that. Certainly knowing now what what eventually the Beatles will become. Like, this is still the yeah, yeah, yeah Beatles. This isn't the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Rubber Soul, yellow crazy, submarine. crazy sub- psychedelic yellow submarine, help Beatles. But even still. It was still like a teenage girl thing, though. I guess so, but it's just funny. It's, also, it's just funny that it mentions 
that it mentions this and it's just like, you know, hey, if you were, if you were, I'd, they'd be crazy. And One Direction has adult fans. Yeah, but when you think One Direction fan, do you think adult or do you think teenage girl? Well, I think of a couple adults that I know who are probably One Direction fans. <laughs> there may be, you know, and then, but we also live in this like ironic age where people like things ironically and people like One Direction ir- ironically. Ew. There's nothing you can do about it. That that genie has been let out of that bottle, and it will never go back. Ew. And I blame Chandler from Friends. What? Why? What? Dad. What? The thing that you just said is not logical to most humans. I don't think so. I think that Chandler from Friends was like the epitome of like the snarky kind of ironic, I'm going to say the opposite of what I actually mean guys and a lot of people picked up on that and continued to be ironic and just like drove it home and maybe it's it's one of those life imitating art art imitating life things he was on one of the most pop like the most popular show on television at the time and still pretty popular yes people were watching it ironically friends like now yes yes and uh but and yeah but that's fun I know you're watching Friends. You brought, you watched an episode of Friends before you came down here to record. It was off of Netflix for a minute, and right. now it's back on Netflix. How long was it off of Netflix? For? It was. I don't know, but I was not happy. All right, then we have an an ad for be the first in your neighborhood to read an issue of Jimmy Olsen and save money too. Yeah, okay. Once again, ten issues of Jimmy Olsen for a dollar, which I, is uh, not true anymore. I still maintain that I want to attempt to do this just to see what would happen. Who's stopping you? You. I am not stopping you. False. Anytime you want, you can just send it to him. See what happens. Also, the fact that I don't have a print version of it. We can get a print version of that. Pretty, We can print that out pretty easily. All right. So then we get to our second story. We all know that according to Greek mythology, Zeus gave Pandora a box containing all sorts of evils. We are aware, too, that of the myth that when she raised the lid, those evils escaped to harass mankind. Cub reporter Jimmy Olsen would be among the first to scoff at the belief that Pandora's box once actually existed. But see... What befalls Jimmy in this shocking tale about the demons from Pandora's box? And so we see Jimmy, who is uh, dressed in a Speedo. Yeah, with a belt. Being surrounded by a series of odd demon-looking things and the demon-looking Superman from the cover. And Superman says, Come, evil comrades, together we shall inflict plagues and calamities upon mankind. And one of the lead demons says, Ha ha, stupid youth, without your help, the evil demons would never have made Superman one of us. And Jim and Jimmy's saying, Moan, why, oh why, did I ever release those supernatural monstrosities from Pandora's box? So the story begins, it is uh, Lana Lang and her father, Professor Lang. What are you doing? What are you singing? Heffalumps and Woozles. <laughs> all right. I don't know why, but for some reason, reason, all of those weird demon things reminded me of them for no apparent reason. Because <laughs> none of them look like Heffalumps and Woozles. No, it's very true. <laughs> but for some reason, that was just my media thought was, oh, it's Heffalumps and Woozles. Okay. So, par- pardon my brain's inability to remember what anything looks like. So, the story begins. I'm sorry. 
Jimmy Olsen is hanging out with Professor Lang and Lana Lang on an expedition in Greece, where they stumble upon a replica of Pandora's box. And Jimmy, now... Is an idiot. Jimmy has hung out with Hercules. And gone to the River Styx. And... He knows that magic is real. And, and th- aliens. Aliens are real. Magic is real. Demons are real. Demons? Yeah, demons. One are there demons? There was that superhero, Demon. What? There is a, mar- there's a, there is a superhero named Demon who is a demon. I don't remember this. He may have shown up after. He actually was in a Bratman Brave and the Bold, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure he was. But every once in a while, like when stuff like this shows up, he just decides that this is where he draws the line. This is this is the ridiculous thing. He's like he's, he's met, drawn a line in the stand in the sand, and he knows which side of it he's staying on. He he's met Thor. Yep. He's met Samson. He's met Loki. He's met Loki. He's met Merlin the Wizard. He's met a witch. He is constantly. He's being constantly plagued by Mr. Mix's Piddlick, who uses magic from the fifth dimension. He's great. And, like, there was that one time when he smoked loco weed and he traveled back in time. Oh my god. There, like. This is why we don't smoke mystery pipes in museums. That's true. That are specifically labeled do not smoke. Right. Well, you know, as a white guy, he doesn't care about that sort of thing. Dad. Uh, yes? If you came across a pipe. I wouldn't smoke it. That's because I'm old and I'm not an idiot. So, of course, everybody's like, Jimmy, don't open the box. In the myth, when Pandora opened the box, uh, all the evils came out. And then Jimmy, of course, says, baloney. Nothing's going to happen. See? I've, oh, there! I've opened it! Woo! Nothing! Hey, look! And then there's a glowy space rock. But he's like, there's nothing in there. So they start driving home. And as they drive home... The heffalumps and woozles show up uh, again. He's like, he says, malignant, malignant evil beings freed from an ancient box. Brother! I quit believing in fairy tales when I was in knee pants. What in the hell are knee pants? Shorts. <laughs> It's another word. It's a fancy word for shorts. That's dumb. But then, out of nowhere, a bunch of demons show up. He loses control, crashes his, the van that he crashes the truck that he's living in, and kills Lana Lang's father. He's not living in the truck. Okay, was driving in. I'm sorry. And then kills Lana Lang's father. That's the operative thing. He kills Professor he kills Lang. Lana Lang's dad. And you know she's upset. And so he calls Superman because Superman can raise people from the dead? No, I think he's just panicking. And so he's like, he's like, you know, I don't believe in, I know you don't believe in demons, Superman, but I swear I saw some. And so he is uh, letting, so basically Jimmy has now killed Lana Lang's father, Professor Lang. And after the funeral, he takes him back to the fortress so that Jimmy can just like chill out. And not hang out. And just, like, hang out and just, like, take a breather and maybe get away from everything. 
So Superman then goes, he's like, I gotta go on a mission. Goodbye. Don't do anything weird in my Fortress of Solitude. Luckily, nothing's going to happen. I'll just leave you with my weapons case. So he's there hanging out at the weapons case. And then all the demons show up again. So he pulls out a ray gun and he shoots at them, but accidentally shoots the miniature city of Kandor. No. And kills countless Kryptonians. Like the only other dudes left. Right. Like, I guess, like, how I don't know how many. So, I don't know. They Several thousand at, at the very least. At least hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people trapped in the city of Kandor. And so the Superman robots go, he's gone mad. We'll imprison Olsen until our master returns. These are the Superman robots. Right. And so, Lori Lamaris, who, as we all know from last time, are constantly monitoring uh, Jimmy's thoughts. <laughs> says, I've been monitoring Jimmy's mind, and he destroyed Kandor accidentally. He believes friends are, fiends are plaguing him. And they say they should bring him to the ancient continent to uh, hang out. And basically, like, maybe we need to look at him with our advanced um, astralar ray treatments. With our underwater science. Right. That'll put an order around him. That'll protect him from evil, magic, and hallucinations. And then he said, and then Lori Lamaris says, hey, why don't you go out with my sister, Lenora, to show you around Atlantis? So Lenora's going around, helping out. Helping out. She looks vaguely like Barbie, but a mermaid. And as he's showing her around near the shock insulated defense center and the electrowave cannon, uh, the demons show up and suddenly turn Jimmy evil. Yep. And Jimmy shoves everybody out of the room. He takes, he hits the switches, the ultra electro generator exploding, releasing an unlimited current and, um, kills the entire population. Kills the entire population in Atlanta. Now, at this point, I'm starting to think that maybe this is not true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to smell a fish that's, uh, I'm starting to smell something rotten. I'm smelling a rat. Because I'm figuring that they would not write a story in which Jimmy slaughters millions and millions of people. I've... And an entire, and two entire civilizations. I think you overestimate the sanity of the people writing these comics. So, the demons are, of course, pleased as punch that this has, in fact, happened. And so, he, they then, they're like, okay, now we gotta bring Superman and make him evil. So, he hits his, he hits his uh, signal watch, Superman shows up. The demons make him a super demon. Turns into weird demon imp dude. But... Imp! That's the descriptor! But... So what the demons do is they make Superman evil, and then they make Jimmy good. Again. Again. So that he can wallow in the uh, horribleness of his own evil deeds. And so he is there. I mean, as punishments go, that's not half bad. And it is pretty... It is pretty horrible. Okay. So, because at this point he has not only killed his friend's father, he's also killed two different civilizations, <laughs> and then turned the most powerful man on earth into a demon. And now he has to live with the responsibility of that with a strong conscience. Luckily, as Superman's first evil act, he's going to kill Jimmy Olsen. So then, uh, so we won't have to live with it. Right. Long. So we wanted to live with it long. So then, uh, Superman, Super Demon, kills Jimmy Olsen. And uh, that ends the story. And all of Jimmy Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Yep. Surprise finale. Nope. <laughs> it turns out 
that in fact he's like, ugh, you're alive, ugh, but you died in an auto accident, and then I killed everybody in Candor and Atlantis and boom. So apparently, magic rock in the box made Jimmy hallucinate. Right. It was all a dream. Exactly. And all he can say is, of course, jeepers. So then uh, Superman shows up. He grabs the... Can I say what he does? Sure. Chucks it into the sun. He grabs Pandora's box and he chucks it into the sun. (laughs) He He doesn't seem to have too many solutions. However, his solutions seem to be effective. That's where he should have sent the 50 tons of kryptonite. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't Wait, say but where... then the sun might start emitting kryptonite rays. Maybe, but I don't think so. But Wait, what if this rock turns into, like, hallucination? Like, you know how those solar storms happen with whatever? Right. What if it's that, but it's hallucination gas, and so, like, everyone in Alaska, deci- like, is going insane? Or whatever. I don't know. That seems to be a... But then again, this is, you know, the Silver Age in the comics where they're making things insane. And then there's coming up, super attractions. In the world's finest, we see... Finest. World's finest, sorry. We see Batman, son of Krypton. And you'll be thrilled and amazed when the masked manhunter discovers evidence that he, like Superman, was born on the planet Krypton. And his name... On that world was Bruce L. Well, Does first, that mean they're related? Uh, maybe. But here's the other thing. Uh, if he's from Krypton, then he shouldn't worry about his parents being dead or being shot in front of him. And shouldn't he have, like, powers and stuff? You would think. Uh, then, at Adventure Comics, there's a challenge to the reader. See if you can guess why a super powerful youth turns down a chance to join the Legion of Superheroes and fights crime all by himself as the Lone Wolf Legionnaire! And then uh, they have the five Legion traitors. Why do Ultra Boy, Invisible Kid, Brainiac 5, Element Lad, and Chameleon Boy plot to publicly expose Superboy's secret identity? Because they're several centuries in the future and it doesn't matter It doesn't matter to them. That's true. So that's what's going on elsewhere in the Superverse. And then there's an ad. There was a a piece of uh, terrible small comics. You gotta read it. I know. Uh, we have Shorty. Shorty is showed up at an old woman's house, and she's like, Hey, ma'am, I'm selling subscriptions to this magazine. And the woman goes, Go to the rear entrance. And so she goes to the ear, rear, he goes to the rear entrance, and, uh, she shows up and says, No! Ugh. Ha. Right. So then we see monogram quality models. Uh, I actually, I'm pretty sure that I built some monogram models in my time. What are As they? a child. They're a company, they make models. You can buy a model of the Tiger Shark Fighter, which is, I think, a P-51 Mustang made to look like a Tiger Shark. My, I used to have a, my dad used to have a, uh, it was like a plane that like took off and it was shaped like one of those things. Hmm. And then a P-38 Twin Boom Fighter, uh, Little T Hot Rod. And a little coffin, coffin custom show car. I don't know anything about cars or planes, but they look cool. They do. And if you're a boy, you're all about this. Let's, let's not. And then uh, there's the 80-page giant Batman, <laughs> which has the dynamic duo's greatest adventures, including Batman's life story and a complete newspaper thrillist. Thriller never published in any magazine. Batman. This is when Batman, I guess, also had a comic. Also had a a, 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 a 
comic strip in the newspaper. I like Batman. Just celebrated apparently his 80th birthday. That's what the thing was. Yes. I told you it was either the 60th or 30th. Something. I believe it was 80th. Somebody told me today that it, it, it was the 80th birthday. All right. So then we have Cap's Hobby Center. A guy comes to visit Cap. And uh, the wife lets him in and says, while you're here, he's down in the basement with his train models. He's got trains all over the house, even in the living room. And uh, he's like, hey, is that you, Bill? Be right with you. How about a cold soda? And he says, fine, Cap, thanks. And then a soda comes in on a train, although through a tunnel that probably would have knocked over the soda. Physics. Not funny. I can't believe they still make these things. Okay. Speaking of things that I can't believe they made... There are many things in comic books that I wish they would bring back. You know, like the thought bubble, or using groan, or choke, or gasp. What I do not wish they would bring back is the the small four-panel gag comic. And I'm very glad that that has not happened. And so, although I have learned that the far side is coming back. What is that? Oh, I'm sorry. To everybody who's listening, I apologize that I have been lax in showing my daughter what the far side is. Oh, my God. Much like afterwards, <sighs> after this episode, we will be looking up to see whether 5 million volts of energy would actually kill someone or not. Um, I will show my daughter and tell her all about the far side. So let's just say everything is fine. And in case you don't know, the far side is coming back. It is a comic strip. Oh, wait. I've seen Gary panels Larson. of it. I've seen panels of it. There are, it is a one-panel comic strip. Because there was... They had, like... Uh, in middle school, they had these, like, books. Like, the Calvin and Hobbes and the blah, blah, blah. And of one course. of them was Farside. Yes. So I've seen some of them. Okay. Do you remember them? Not really. Okay. I will show you some more. I've seen them, When this though. is over, and you will... Wasn't, like, one of them, like, the Mona Lisa, but it was, like, a pig or something? Possibly. Okay. Um, it is arguably uh, the greatest comic ever written. But it's one panel comic strips? Yes. Okay. Absolutely true. All right. So it then brings us to our last story, which I will say Ella Plum is reading under protest. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. What is this? Can that be Jimmy Olsen dressed in an Indian costume? Why should Jimmy turn his back on civilization to lead the life of an Indian? Why should the boy reporter forget his pal Superman and find a new hero to worship? See if you can solve the weird mystery behind Indians, Indi- Jimmy's Indian super pal. This is not a good premise. I have multiple problems with this premise, not only being the whole, you know, terrible racial stereotyping. You know, we have, you know, this is issue 81. So, let's see. We've dealt with four of these kinds of stories Three issues, um, three stories per issue, 80 issues, 81 times three is 243. There have so far been 243 stories. Two of them, four of them you said? Four of them. Four of them have dealt with being a Native American. You know what none of them have dealt with? Being immoral. Black people. I just want to put that out there right now. But then I'm going to walk away from it. Just going to let everybody know. 80 issues, 243 stories. 81 issues. 81 issues, 243 stories. I don't think I remember a single one with 
a black person in it or any person of color except for no, 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 no. He went down to South America. He was in that Chinese restaurant with Mrs. Gittlepick, with Mr. Mixes Pitalik's girlfriend. So other people of color, just no black people. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that subject. I don't like this story. Uh, no. All right. So I am uh, not going to do any, um, you know, stereotypical Native American accent. Good. So um, in in this, we see a guy dressed as a very large bird. He looks like he's in essentially a big bird costume. And then Jimmy Olsen with a bow and arrow and some kind of diaper <laughs> and a vest. It is a diaper. And a mohawk bearing down on two other Native Americans. And um, the large bird is saying, Take them prisoner, flame hair. Quickly, my friend. There are more vital missions waiting for us. And the, one of the other uh, Native Americans say, It's Mighty Eagle! A hundred snakes leap from his fire to let magic command. Let us surrender the gold we stole. That's my, that's my Indian. There are nine snakes. And, but they're, look, if I were standing in front of fire and suddenly snakes started jumping out of it, I might give up my gold as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, so the um, mohawked, be mohawked, Jimmy Olsen says, he called me his friends. What an honor to be the friend of Mighty Eagle, whose weird powers guard all against war, harm, and evil. So we start the story. Jimmy Olsen is just hanging around the Daily Planet, and he happens to have some transparoscope specs. Actual x-ray goggles. Yes, actual x-ray goggles. And through no fault of his own, he finds that he has figured out that Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, is actually Superman. Finally! With powers and ability far beyond those of mortal men. How many? This has taken 81 issues. So he's they like... They have held a photograph of Clark Kent <laughs> next to the face of Superman, who right. granted was a dude who got plastic surgery, but it was identical. Like, his best friend couldn't tell the difference. So... Clark has had his glasses <laughs> knocked off. I I know. All right. So, but, but Jimmy figures out that he can't know Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, is actually Superman <gasps> with powers and ability far beyond those of mortal men. Because if he forgets it, if he knows it, then other people might be able to get it out of him. Okay, that at the very least is valid reasoning. And so what he does is he takes... Uh, an amnesia poison that was used by the brain men of the Cyberum gal- galaxy. Two drops will erase my memory for the past 24 hours. So he takes an extra dose just to make sure. Let's, he, let's not mess with the science. And then he wakes up the next day. Memory is a very important thing. Well, you know that Jimmy has a problem with phantom liquids. Yeah, there should be some sort of like like double A, but like... Weird space alien stuff. Maybe. I don't know. In Metropolis, it seems like it would be common enough that, like, there might be a need for that. Well, yes, there'd be a need from it, but he wouldn't be taking it. Oh, so he gets it actually straight out of Jimmy's trophy room. He just happens to have... He's because he just has. Superman needs to stop giving Jimmy mystery liquids. Jimmy has a has a drinking problem. Anything that he can't, anything from a faraway place. I think if you gave him, uh, you know. Like a weird Chinese I could give herbal. him sewage from Planet X, and he would try to drink it it's, to see if it would give him magic powers. It's probably true. So so then Superman then takes 
Jimmy, they go on a trip. And Superb Productions asked Superman to create a special effect for their desert movies. He, um, he's giving, and he's giving the scoop to Jim, to Jimmy. And he's like, okay, uh, I'll be, I won't be ready for hours. I'll go on patrol. So, uh, why don't you stay here and get the scoop while I leave? Okay. That's a bad idea. So Jimmy wanders off into the desert because... That's how he functions. That's what he does. He just... It's not smart. He just... Sometimes he's like, oh, well, nobody's here. I think I'm just going to wander off by myself into the empty nothingness. What bad thing could happen to me? This is exactly what parents tell their children what not to do because it could get you killed or kidnapped or both. It's true. So he is hanging around and then he runs across an oasis... And he's like, I think I will take a dip in that pool, in that in that desert pool. I will hide my clothes behind a rock. What? But then he gets into the water, and he comes out of the water. And do you remember that mystery liquid that he took? Remember how he took an extra dose? Because he's a moron. Well, the extra dose completely wipes his memory. And uh, so he happens to wander into a shack that is nearby. He puts on a blanket until he can find some clothes, and then uh, a guy shows up with a rifle and is like, hey, what are you doing here? Stop! Or I'll... Ooh! So he runs away, trips, and falls into a bucket of tar. They exist. Uh, and it gets all in his hair, and the guy is like, oh man, you tumbled into my bucket of tar. I'll have to shave your scalp and try to leave as much as possible. So tar can be bad. Tar, you know, yes. If you get tar in your hair, that is probably the only thing that you could probably do. And uh, unfortunately, at this time, the only people who are bald are uh, people with lice and the mentally ill. Why the mentally ill? Just because I guess it's easier to deal with them. Like basically, if you're bald, you're in you're in some you're, something's up. You're not a member of society. And if you have a mohawk. Well, you're even, definitely not a member of society. Exactly. Then you're some kind of crazy hippie dude. No, even the hippies would t- turn to you and go, man, you're weird. So they're hanging out. And he's, so he's been shaved down into a mohawk. And there is a whirlwind. And it turns out that that's Superman's special effect. But then Jimmy, having amnesia, doesn't know who Superman is. And then he gets it. He unfortunately gets stuck in the... The snow, the sandstorm. The dude even explains to him who Jimmy Olsen is. And he's like, I've never heard of either of these people. So, yes. So then he winds up wandering off into the desert during a sandstorm. And then after the sandstorm, he wanders in the desert until he runs into a a Native American named Broken Spear, who is... Uh, uh, who basically is like, you have you have an old-fashioned scalp glove. You must belong to some distant, isolated tribe. Your red hair is unusual for an Indian. But it is a lucky omen. I'll call you Flame Hair. And you can come live in our village. So, it's hanging out. So, they start riding. And then they see somebody. They see two uh, natives stealing horses. And... Jimmy says, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta be able to, we got, we gotta take care of those." And then broken, broken spear runs away. And then out of nowhere comes the mighty eagle, a medicine man who appears mysteriously whenever a crime is being committed. So he shows up, and then Jimmy's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Oh, you must be Flame Hair. I heard you talking with Broken Spear." And Jimmy's like, "Broken Spear, that coward." Right. And then, and then uh, he's like, "Hey, he's not so bad." Flame hair is courageous. Will you? You will be my sidekick, essentially. Right. Basically, yes. 
So he's like, yes, because uh, Jimmy Olsen also, once again, he has the superpower of being best friends with the biggest superhero around. No, I think even with his, like, memory loss, he still has the same personality, more or less. And that personality is basically, okay, I need to be protected by the biggest, baddest dude around here. So we need to make friends with the biggest, baddest dude around here. Oh, that happens to be Superman. Right. So, they go back, they return to horses, Flame Hair is joined by Broken Spear. Flame Hair, Mighty Eagle told me you, you're his friend. I'll be proud to have you share my teepee. So then, that night, they see, it says here, look, Flame Hair, another pair of jackals. Okay, here's the thing. Jackals aren't really a Native American. <laughs> They're Egyptian, right? Right. Or at least Middle Eastern. Or, I'll tell you where... Not in America. The Native Americans do not have to tangle with a lot of jackals. And by a lot, I mean none. So they are like, so what happens is Mighty Eagle shows up and him and Flame Hair go and Mighty Eagle throws a bunch of things into the fire. Snakes show up and chase all the guys out. And then they, they leave their gold and he gets away and they get away. But then Flame Hair otherwise known as Jimmy Olsen. Can we say what the snakes were? Yes. So you know those fireworks that turn into, like, weird snake-looking things? They're like cardboard. They're like charcoal things, yes. Yeah, it's that. Yes. And those don't really actually look that much like snakes. And they aren't different colors. These snakes are different colors. So he's like, huh... Broken Spear is never around when Mighty Eagle is performing his amazing feats. And then he finds out that Mighty Eagle is actually Broken Spear, mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. Mixed it up a bit, Dad. However, I find it curious that this is how quickly he gets to that point of like, hmm, they're never in the same place at once. Whereas he still had pretty much never figured that out about Clark Kent and Superman. It's true. So he's hanging out. So uh, uh, Jimmy, otherwise known as Flame Hair, is hanging out with a couple, and he overhears some people say, "That mysterious Mighty Eagle always seems to know about how when we are about to commit a crime. He must be living among us secretly. But who can he be?" And then they're like, "Hey, Flame Hair will tell us." And so he he figures out much in the same way that he couldn't know that Superman is actually Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. He knows that he can't know. That Mighty Eagle is actually Broken Spear, mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. Still mixed up. So he needs to forget. So, as we all know, the best way to combat amnesia or to make yourself forget things is to give yourself a blow in the head. So he manages to, he, te- he calls Broken Spear over and he's like, I need some practice in fighting. Hey, with this tomahawk, uh, here, take these bludgeon weapons and they'll have a friendly bout. But as they're doing it, Jimmy throws his head in front of a in one front of the tomahawk and hits himself in the head. See, this is the amnesia is cured with more head trauma. Right. Yes. So as we said once before, ladies and gentlemen, if you have caused head trauma Oh, I can speak to this. If you have amnesia that is caused by head trauma. If you have any head trauma, yes. don't hit your head again. Don't try to fix or it. Or else you could die. Don't fix it with more head trauma. You could get permanent brain damage. You could die. I just had to get warned about all of this stuff. Let's just say, 
Let's say, let, let's just do this. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as a public and service announcement for Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through an issue of the Silver Age comic, just Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter. Oh, Plum Rowland. We will say, if you suffer head trauma and it gives you amnesia, do not try to fix it with more head trauma. Now, I know that in saying this, I know that when you've received head trauma and you've got amnesia, you will probably forget that I have said this. So what I am saying also is, if you ever run across anyone who has head trauma and has caused amnesia... Do not hit them in the head with a baseball bat. I want to know the report. I want to see the, like, the medical report that says there was a guy who had amnesia, and then he got hit in the head again, and then he died. his amnesia got fixed. I don't think it's happening. So, Broken Spear goes, are you okay? And it seems, though, that in this case, the head trauma has worked, and Jimmy Olsen has once again become Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. To be fair, he did not have initial head trauma. That's true. That's true. So, Broken Spear says, hey, Flame Hair, what's happening? And he's like, I'm not ha- Flame Hair. I'm, super- I'm Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal. And here he comes now. So then Jimmy Olsen shows up, then Superman shows up, and then Superman, and then J- Broken Spear says, hey, he's the friend of the weak and enemy of the evil. He's my idol. He is the guy for whom he has modeled Mighty Eagle after. And Superman is just, he shows up and he's like, I'm back from my interplanetary mission and I learned you disappeared. I found your clothes. What are you doing here? And so, you know, basically uh, he's like, hey, uh, I, I ha- must have had amnesia. I've been living the life of an Indian, but my memory is restored now. And so he bids farewell to Broken Spear and then flies off with uh, Superman. And on the way home, he's like, hey, my amnesia has gone, but something keeps bothering me. I vaguely remember checking some secret, knowing some secret about you, but I can't remember what it was. Hmm. So apparently the head trauma has done what the, uh, the mind potion should have done anyway. Heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to forget something, head trauma. No. Not chemicals. Not head trauma. (laughs) Ignore what he has just said. What she has just said. All right. Then, last but not least, start your own secret club with a silly putty. Secret code. It says... um, Bring your bikes to the park in an hour. Yep. Um, If you look online, you can actually... It figures out how to make silly putty. I like Silly Putty. Have you ever played with Silly Putty? You've yeah. never played with Silly Putty. Yeah, I have. When? Like, when I was younger. It wasn't that uncommon. I got it totally stuck on the TV remote one time. Okay. All right. I'll have to agree. I'll have to say that that you know. Okay, it so then... in that weird little red egg thing. Yes. Yeah. That brings us to the end of issue 81. I would like to thank you all for joining us here. Thank um, you. If you have a moment, if you could write a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcast apps in which you can review things, that would be very helpful. Yep. Um, you can catch us at Other Pals Pod on all the social media, Facebook slash Other Pals Pod, at Other Pals Pod on Twitter, and at Other Pals Pod on Instagram. You can email us at Other Pals at otherpalspod at gmail.com to say hello, drop us some kind of line, tell us you like us, tell us you hate us. No, don't say that you hate us. Uh, don't try to correct us in something that we said. We're going to look up the thing about the, uh, the, we're going to look up the thing about the volt, the 5 million volts, and I'm going to show my daughter the far side. Yep. And that'll be that. Thank you to the Spin Doctors for not suing us. 
If you can tell one person one of the stories you have heard on this podcast, and if they show interest, if you could then guide them to this podcast, that would be lovely. Is there any anything you want to add? Support your local roller derby. Okay, so until next time, this is Gary Rowland. This is Ella Plum Rowland. And we say, so ran away. Away. Oh.